0: What can you say? (laughs) I mean, there are bad days in the office and then there is what we just witnessed tonight. Uh, A couple of hours that I think a lot of you wish you could get back in your lives. But nonetheless, uh, we just watched Toronto FC get thoroughly outmatched by the Philadelphia Union for two The scoreline looks a lot better than at least most of that game looked. Uh, But welcome to tonight's uh, Tunnel Club TFC Reaction Show, uh, Philadelphia Union for Toronto FC2. I'm your host, Mike Newell, along with Sean Levy, as always. Sean, I want to bring you in in a second. But before I do that, I think this is a show where I think we just open up sort of the comments to the listeners tonight i know there's a lot of sort of frustration out there um, and a lot of just sort of tfc fan searching going on uh, out there in terms of what this team is at the quarter point of the season so feel free to give us your comments uh reactions to tonight's game uh, if you're listening on your phone there is a chat icon in the bottom right hand corner Go ahead, give that a click, and uh, that will allow you to tweet at us and uh, give us your thoughts on tonight's match and what sort of happened. Um, or if you are listening uh, via your laptop or desktop computer, uh, you could just at tweet us at TFC Tunnel Club and give us your thoughts. Uh, but, Sean, I want to bring you in. A tough one to watch uh, tonight. Give, give me your thoughts.
1: Tough as being kind. Like, especially that first half. It was brutal. Like I as soon as halftime came, I'm like, oh my God, I gotta watch another 45 minutes of this. It was like the second half was better. I, I will give that they had more bite to them. They they didn't just completely fold. I mean, the game was already over by the time they got the fourth goal, but they still showed a little bit of bite. You know, scoring the two late ones, um and it was nice for insignia to get 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 back on the the score sheet. But with that being said, I mean, what do you say? like it was just a horror show when it comes to how they play, and there's not one like it's not as if it was you know just one area where they played bad. They just played bad from top to bottom,
0: yeah. They, 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 yeah, you, you summed it up. They were horrible, just about everywhere on the pitch, and especially that first half. Um, and specifically, I think, look, I, I just read a, a quote from Jonathan Tannenwald of the Philadelphia Inquirer, um, going to Bob Bradley's post game press conference, in which he said, you know, the team dish didn't come out and was not ready. You got to start asking some questions about you know, Bob Bradley and how he's preparing these teams and how they're coming out to play, because this is, again, something that I think you and I uh, have gone over a couple of times on the Tunnel Club, these poor starts that TFC have to games where they find themselves down and having to dig themselves out of holes sometimes. And I think they've been getting away with it from a from a criticism perspective because they've been able to battle, like you said, battle their way back into games, sometimes take the lead and then concede and draw. Right. And, but the, the truth is, is that just about every game, maybe except obviously the Miami game, really, uh, they've come out with a, a less than stellar start to a game and it, it tends to cost them. And again, tonight against a very good team, despite what their record says right now. We all know Philadelphia will be in the playoff mix this year. You know, reigning East Champions made it to the MLS Cup final, almost won MLS Cup last night if it wasn't for a bit of Gareth Bale magic. You know, I think that's 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 something that has to be questioned is is how is we'll talk about the players in a second because the players are just as much to blame here, but you know, we got to ask the question about is Bob Bradley getting the best of this team? And is this is Bob Bradley. Does Bob Bradley have this room right now? I don't know that that's just me, but you, you got to look at a performance like that. You got to You got to sort of shake your head and ask some questions here. No. I mean,
1: I would think so. I mean, I don't know the answer to that. Um, That's a good question. Um, And if it hasn't happened, is it gearing to that? You know, at a certain point when you, you know, these Italians aren't used to this kind of play. Will they lose their interest? Will, you know, like, I will give him, you know, Insigne fought till he was subbed off. He did not give up. He ran hard. You know, I'll give him that. But, like, not everyone was giving 100% like that. And at a certain point, will the frustration kick in? And will, you know, will what Rob Bradley brings to the table will that be enough? Right? And uh, like I said, it was a it was a full on team loss today. There's not one area where you can say they played well. It was definitely the worst. I think even worse than the DC game defensively. They were shambles defensively. They just looked lost. Um, yeah.
0: And it, it, that's the first time you really can say that other than maybe the, the final, you know, the final minutes of the DC game where, you know, they really didn't look like they could defend to save their the, their lives. And look, two of those goals are own goals. I mean, Sigurd Rosted, what do you do? I mean, part of you could say like Sigurd Rosted, what are you doing? But at the same time, I mean that uh, it I don't want to say it's a fluke because it's it's a fluke goal, but everything that led up to the chance was not, right? That was defensive breakdowns. That's just the end result is Lucas McNaughton having a ball. <laughs> I mean, kinda comical, I kinda laugh. In the moment I wasn't necessarily laughing. Um and then the second goal just comes from You know, TFC just not being able to properly clear their box, right? Like just not handling business in the box. And frankly, just Philadelphia wanting it more, right? Like it was, it was, you know, they looked like they were hungry to get after the ball and win 50 50s and, you know, win the ball in the air. And it just, you, you, they just couldn't get it out. And it leads to that chance now, you know, um, Sean Johnson is, trying to claim a foul. I didn't think it was a foul. I don't know what you thought, Sean. Um no. he had a bad game. He
1: had a bad like I mean that when it comes to complicated errors with, with the first goal, the second goal again, you know, Sean didn't like at the end of the day, he had the perfect opportunity just to flick it, it out it of down. balance. Yeah, right? put it out. He didn't. Um, he so he put himself in a bad position. Then then bad like too, too open, like they were open for their shots. We weren't applying any pressure defensively, we weren't man marking them. Um, so again, like just it was just a bad game. Like Sean had his worst game in it. Like, he at a certain point, I'm wondering, like, you know, do they want to sub him off at halftime? Like, and I know that sounds weird, but it just like you could, he didn't look like he was. His usual.
0: No point. one did. No,
1: no, you're right. No one did. Right. Um. Now, again, I we can continue harping on, home. you know, each goal, you know, whether or not Philly kind of you know let off the gas in the second half because at the end of the day, you know, once they got that fourth, the game was over. But yeah, let's hear what everyone else thinks. You know, this is, I guess, your date event. it's it, it was a bad game, a bad loss. So let's hear what everyone else thinks about it.
0: Yeah, for sure. And and, uh, Great Lakes, I just see here asking for the mic. We're no longer um, opening the mics up anymore. Um, Just to let you know, you probably were with the show last year. Um, So we're no longer opening the mics. But if you do want to give us a comment or your thoughts on the game, uh, please uh, at mention uh, tweet at us. So, again, uh, for those listening on your mobile device, there is a chat icon in the bottom right-hand corner. Go ahead, hit that. Give us your thoughts. Um, Or if you're listening on a desktop or a laptop, just uh, tweet at us at TFC Tunnel Club, and we'll read some of your reactions on the show. Uh, First up is from Karen. Just a couple of points she has here. Uh, Richie looks like he's playing for the go uh, anywhere but TFC. Hey, look, he may get a he may get a trip back to Nottingham. Who knows? Um, Everyone had a bad game, as we mentioned, just mentions. Look, this is and this is a point, um, Sean, I think I want to talk about a little bit was as much last week as we were saying, hey, that was a competent performance without Michael Bradley. They didn't look completely lost without him. This is a game where you kind (laughs) of miss Michael Bradley.
1: Oh, you know, I'm watching the game. At a certain point, the first half, I'm thinking to myself, "Oh, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat my words on on Michael
0: Bradley, aren't I?" Because yeah, I don't know, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know taking your words on that, right? Because like we know, Michael Bradley still has an incredibly important role on his team.
1: Yes, and I guess this is where again, where I was, and I'll stand by my statement when I feel he's not a game-in-game-out starter. But there are games where. Based on your opponent, uh, he is more useful as a starter to help, especially defensively. Um, And maybe that would have that 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 stopgap would have been a bit of a a help. But I still don't think that that's the only issue because we touched on this I think last week or maybe it was two two shows a few shows ago. They can't play out of the back. No. Right, And it was so obvious, like when we get a team that – like any team that says, all right, we're going to pressure you. Let's see what you can do. We struggle big time, right? So uh, whether we had a Michael or not, that issue is still there. And that's something that needs to be addressed by this team because, you know, with all the improvement we, we've we made defensively, that's an area that the the link up between – whether it's the direct link up from Sean Johnson to his um, whoever he wants to play out of – if it's the midfielders playing too high so it's they don't see enough of an option after that first pat play out i don't know but a game like today somebody like michael Bradley would have helped um i think here's a here's one bright spot i think jaquiel is slowly starting to show what he brings to the table
0: yes with his play 100% i think he's a up- Again, there's going to be some conversations here about how does this team best line up without a number nine that is reliable game in and game out. And look, the, tonight there was a difference. Whether you want to, uh, you know, I think it was lined up as a four three three, and you have some fluid moments between Insigne and Bernadeschi moving in and out, taking positions, not taking positions playing as a two, you know, and Sydney dropping deep. Like if there was, they were trying different things in that first half and it clearly did not work. Um, but, I, I, you know, there's going to be a question about there's some players pushing to get minutes and Jaquiel is one of them. And you, you're going to have to start asking some questions about what, where, where best do you fit him into this team? On a regular basis, right? Is he? I don't think it's a right wing back, but clearly they still have designs on that. I thought he looked very, very good as a left winger tonight. I know he switched at one point was on the right, in, especially in the second half, uh, along with Richie, uh, especially when Bernadeschi went out at halftime.
1: My, I have a quick take on that. He's not a defender,
0: and I think last year yeah. showed that
1: no matter yeah. how much they tried, he's not a defender. His best play, like his best position, is he—he he can. I think he has the ability to play both left and right on the on the wings for the midfield. But I don't believe, like we we, you're hurting him and his development by playing him as a wing back. Right, he's not. He, his weakness is defensively. He does like whether or not he can improve on that. Yeah, he can slightly, but he'll never be a true defender. And you can't for. There's some players that can adapt. He's not one.
0: Yeah, and look, I, the the idea being that you can take versatile, quote unquote, you know, winger type players and make them wing backs, and you can get them in the best positions to get on the ball and make things happen. I understand that. I think in this case, Jaquil connects so well with those front players and with his midfielders that, and look, he's he's not perfect by any stretch. You know, he's not a world beater. Uh, You know, I don't want to necessarily paint him out as that because I think he's been hyped a lot um, in the last, call it, 18 months. But I think that he is starting to, as you say, show those things that people have been talking about for so long in terms of why he is valued by the club so high and why teams in Europe are interested in him. And I think you've got to find a way to get him more consistent minutes on this team. Uh, Again, does that fix what's happening with the club? I don't know. I'll be perfectly honest. I'm not sure. But until you find the solution at the number nine, whether it's Diamande comes back and starts to show what, Bob Bradley thinks he's able to bring to this team. Or you go out in the market and find a nine.
1: Which... I, think that, I think there's two there, that you're right on both points. I believe until the, the the transfer window opens, the summer window, we have no choice but to basically rely on um, Diamante. Because it seems to me as if, I don't know if Kurt's injured. Um, I know something's going on with him, but it seems like no matter what, I, slowly but surely is losing or it, Bob has lost, you know, confidence that he can do it, do anything, because Bruce has now become the go-to number nine. Um, so I don't know, but I don't think it's, I think it'll be Diamante once he's healthy to finally see if he can be that person but I still think they will be doing something in the summer window. They have to.
0: I don't disagree. I mean, the current window closes, I believe, on Monday. Uh, So they could potentially make a move even sooner than that, but I doubt it, just based on the way that both Bill and Bob have talked about the roster budget and what has been both allocated to them from MLSE, but also you know, what the salary cap situation is and what the roster spot situation is on the team. So that will be an interesting sort of next couple of because really the way they're going to, they may have to add somebody's via trade. And the question is, who do you have that is valuable enough that teams would want to give you a MLS caliber starting striker? Not a lot of teams are got... One, not a lot of teams in MLS have one that you would say is surplus to needs and can fill that role. And those that do are going to be asking for a lot from TFC. And I don't know if TFC have that capital to give.
1: No. And I think, I mean, based on current play, there's no one, we don't have really a trade value up front that, you know, a team would be interested in. They'd be interested in somebody that I don't know if we were willing to give up. Right. Um, that's why I think, unfortunately, it's it's it will be the summer window when a hopefully somebody shows something that a has increased their trade value or again, you just isn't an, uh, an option of a piece that you can move. Right. Um, I think that's really the only thing and we can wait on, wait on. And I wouldn't want them to rush and make a rash decision up front, you know, by Monday just to think that that's going to solve the problem because there's still many other little issues that seems to be or, uh, still going on with the club. So we have to wait and see.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, just wrapping up Karen's point here, she said she'd love to be a fly on the wall when Bradley senior faces team-slash-senior management. Well, here's the thing, Karen. He is part of senior management. He's the guy picking the players for the most part, right, um, in terms of signing them. Now, of course, you know, Chris Fung, Jeff, 3P, and I – we kind of had a discussion a couple of weeks ago on uh, Toronto to lie die about how the player selection and player signings are working at Toronto FC and how much of the roster is Bob Bradley, how much of it is Bill Manning, you know, in that dynamic. And I want, you know, because it, it feels like there are pieces on this team that don't really fit what Bob Bradley wants, but here's my biggest issue with Toronto FC. This performance obviously, you know, is, is, is a big problem, but just overall with the team, I I still, and I, I maintain this. I don't know what this team really is in terms of an identity. Like I don't, I don't really know. And I get it. New players and they're gelling and they're trying to figure each other out. But now we're a quarter way in the season, right? It's not, like, they're completely new to each other. A lot of these guys have logged a lot of minutes with each other in games. and I just don't know what are we a possession team? are we a high pressing team? are we are we trying to you know play on the front foot? Are we going to absorb encounters? I don't know what we are. I, I really don't uh, I go that, that, maybe you do I don't
1: no that's a that's a very good point because there's like every game is different. Right. The only the only consistency is that we're starting on the back foot almost every game. Right. That's probably been the most consistent aspect of our play. But to really say, you know, we're I wouldn't say we're we're you know we're not a high pressing team, right? Because I don't think we have the right mindset of players to 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 truly do that. Um, Counter attacking team maybe a bit. Um, you know, because we have caught a couple teams at, at moments, but you're right. There's not one thing to say that 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 you can visually say you've seen game in, game out to define how that this team plays. Um now to touch on one point you were saying before with regard to uh roster signings, I will say this about everyone except for Diamond. I've been pleased with who we've signed and added to the team this year. I don't know your take on that, but outside of him, everyone who we signed from Hedges to Roasted to Trata um, and, and Cervania, like I can keep going—I think those guys have all been an asset to the team.
0: Yeah, I, I'm thinking about. It. I mean, I think you're you're right for the most part, right? I, I, like, look, it's easy to react and sort of throw your hands up after this game. It's an embarrassing performance for sure, you know. It, it, and in the moment, we want to burn it all down and say this is terrible and this team is going nowhere. You do have to step back though and and think the the signings have been good this season, but again, am I'm, I'm still struggling to find what exactly the. Not the point. It's not the right wording. But like, what is the what is the what is the core essential element of how Toronto FC are going to play every game? What is that core driving principle?
1: Well, you know I don't if, know what it is. No, you don't know, but you do know how teams want to play against us. Press us high and shut down and double exactly,
0: exactly. Right?
1: Those are so you know how teams play against you. How do you so? What is it that you are you planning on? What is it that Bob sees on with, from his team that are right, we play this style, we will be effective.
0: Well, I think right yeah. now it's it's played out of the back and try to break that pressure. But, but the problem is, is they can't.
1: That's the teams, they exactly not Like I mean, we it's it, we're not we're definitely you know. We're not in the room. We're not in the practice. We don't see what they do week in week out. But what we do see is each game, teams that press us high, we can't break that. We struggle getting the ball out. And he, there's frustration when John Johnson decides to just kick it out because that's his only option. Right? So clearly something's not working when it comes to that. Right, and I, I I understand why you want to kick it out, or why you want to play it out of the back. It, it controls possession versus you know hoping that your player you know can hold the ball. Like yeah. that, right. So I, it makes total sense. But if it's not working, you have to find another solution. Right, and that would to me would be you need more like when it comes to maybe it, 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 you're taking too long to play it out of the back. You allow the team to set up fully and literally lock you in right yeah like i don't know i don't have the answer to that and i you know i'd love to hear what anyone else thinks um because that's a that's a valid question we like as fans you know we're sitting here watching this week in week out like what what's what changes are, are are they making to a improve
0: yeah, that, and then that's – I think that's the thing a lot of fans feel right now is just, you know, it, look, if you were trying to play a certain way and it wasn't working, yes, people would still be upset, but at least you can say, like, look, I know what they're trying to do here. And, you know, we need time or we need more de- time to develop this style of play or we need certain players to fit. Right now, I, I can't tell you what that is because other than saying we just need a number nine, I don't know if even – like, if, even if you bring in a number nine. Probably. Even if you bring in Bobby Firmino, like Bob, I don't know, Bobby Firmino's fixing what happened tonight, right? Like, and Steve T writes in and says defense is okay, but the midfield needs a change. He's pointing out specifically and Osorio, um, you know, n- not not really it right now. And look, I, you know, nine times out of ten, of course, I'm riding with Jonathan Osorio for sure. But tonight, he was not good. He was ba- he was terrible defensively. Right, uh, he was not anywhere near anything, and obviously the the big one a lot of people will point to was the fourth goal where he just kind of gives up on the play as Urrea sort of just gets in behind him and um and, and taps it in. But there were other times where it just Jonathan was just not in a, a set defensive position to to help his team out tonight.
1: Yeah, myth midf- the whole midfield was was pretty non-existent today, Um, but, and, you know, we all love Jonathan Azorio, but he hasn't really had a great start to the season. No. Right? Like, we've harped, there's been a lot of harp, whether it be from us, whether it be just online about Mark Anthony Cave, but I think Jonathan has escaped a lot of the negativity or blame, which he probably does deserve a good chunk of it as well. He has not played well. He's had moments where, you know, we've seen him on there and he's that's Jonathan we love and we know what he brings, but that hasn't been consistent from him. I've seen more turnovers, more mistakes from him this year than I've seen in the past. And it could be, are they having, you know, is he still having a, a bit of a World Cup hangover? I don't know. But it's not the same that Jonathan I'm used to seeing week in, week out. Yeah. So I can understand the frustration of, of the midfield has just, that's that's been, I think, a big disappointment for fans is that we know what they can do, but we're not seeing enough out of what we have. And I know, you know, there's still, we can probably improve by adding, a, a, uh, you know, someone else in the midfield. And I don't know who it could be. I just feel we there's something that the midfield's lacking. Yeah, and I do like what Coel was but I don't know that like he's not the answer. Survey is not he, the answer.
0: No, no, not not a lot like as a starter long term. I think there's the the not dynamism is missing in that midfield. I think you have a, a lot of guys who in theory could be hard workers and shuttlers and you know from that perspective, but I don't think you have a dynamic player in that midfield right now who can sort of take a game by the scruff of the neck and you know, make things happen, you know, progress the ball in a, in a really, really positive way and create and create things for other people. You have some really, look, I, I think Mark Anthony K again, had a poor game tonight. Um, and the, and he, then the problem is is that you're kind of getting very inconsistent performances from the midfield. One game, Mark Anthony Kay is up and then Michael Bradley's having a bad one. And then Michael Bradley's good, but then Kay and Osorio are kind of off and then Osorio's good and Bradley's okay. But Kay's like, you're not getting all three of those key pieces really almost the most, like as much as Insigne and Bernadeschi of course are, you know, the DPs and super important. If that midfield is not clicking, then those guys are not going to be as successful. They'll create moments of magic for sure. But it's not going to be a cohesive – it's not going to be a cohesive attack if the three midfielders that you rely on shuttling and getting the ball to those two players in the right positions at the right time can't hit a pass to them properly or can't break pressure or give the ball away under pressure, right? And, and that is that is a concern. If you're spending the amount of money and and Great Lakes is kind of saying this, look, highest paid team in the league, you can't be in this spot. You know, he's saying Bradley out. I know a lot of people are also thinking that we'll get to that in a second Um, and that you're paying Lorenzo and Bernadeschi to be those guys, you know. But right now, it almost feels like they can't be unless they literally play hero ball. Right. And you don't want that out of them because you want them to play in a cohesive system but the pieces that you need to play that cohesive system are just inconsistent at the moment.
1: No, no, 100% agreed. Like you said it perfectly. But here's a question that because we've, you know, we've seen it online with Bradley out. So, here's a question for Vance. So, with how does we have management structure where Bradley's not just the coach, he's also the um basically the GM. Are they like would they would look have him really st- take a step back from just coaching or would they totally get rid of him? And I don't well, see that.
0: Yeah, that's a great question. I'd, I'd love to hear what fans think about that. So tweet at us and let, let us know what you think. Looking, he- I think the only way he was coming here was if he got both titles. Right. Um, and we talked about this before he got hired, you know, in the run up to the end of the 2021 season, which was, You know he's going to be available at this point. I think based on his experience in LAFC, he was going to want control of who comes in and who comes out. Because I think, you know, trading away somebody like Walker Zimmerman when he was at LAFC really bothered him. Obviously, you were you're trading away a defender of the year. um, You know, after you just came off setting a points record, so he would want that kind of control to bring in the players and build the roster as he saw fit based on what he wanted from his team. I think part of, look, last year he gets a break because he has to gut the roster. I think we all agree 20, you know, that 2021 team had to be pretty much gutted uh, in order to rebuild again. But I think two things kind of, kind of worked against him here. One, I think that I'm not sure he and Bill Manning were necessarily on the same page on the Lorenzo Insigne signing. I know he'll end up being good with it because you'd rather have Lorenzo Insigne than not have Lorenzo Insigne, but I don't know if that's necessarily the player Bob Bradley goes out and signs, right? Bill Manning goes out and signs that player.
1: I don't think I, either of the DPs are are a... No, Bradley, I, I agree. Right?
0: I agree. I don't think either are. I, I really don't. I don't think either were players that... Look, again, like I said, you, you take them if you have them, but if you're building your team, or at least if Bob Bradley's building his team, I don't know if he goes and gets those guys, right? Uh, whether you agree or not, whether you agree that you should or shouldn't sign them in the end of the day, if your, if your mind is like, look, it's kind of like how Greg Vanny talked about Sebastian Javinko in a lot of ways, right? If Sebastian Javinko wasn't there, they wouldn't be playing. They wouldn't have played with two strikers up top. He would never play with two strikers up top, right? He would play with one and get wingers. That's what he wanted to do for so long. And I think that is kind of a, a potentially a similar situation here with Bob Bradley
1: which would then mean they would probably be, want to totally get rid of it right
0: i don't know Wait, but, I, but but maybe i
1: i would i i have a strong feeling that when he was brought on and he looked at the roster and he looked what changes need to made, be made i think he's made it quite clear that you know this is going to take more than just Two, like one and a half, two seasons, right? You can't like to fully get the team back to be where they're a top three in the East, truly fighting for every trophy year in, year out. It can't happen overnight. And I have a bat, like a feeling the board will back him for at least the rest of this season. We'll see.
0: Uh, you're just, probably, like, you're right probably right. right. But I'll say this: like we get to June and their twelfth, thirteenth in the conference, and all, that
1: Ooh. everything goes out the window. You you right. have to then address it based on like, all right, we're spending all this money, like, but then is it like is everyone on the hot seat?
0: Right? Oh, because I think everybody's on the hot seat. Like, I right? even think Bill Manning could potentially be on the hot seat, right? Like a you know from from that perspective, because look, you know, Bill brought in Armis, right? Like you you that doesn't you give him eleven games and you sack him. You know, you you okay, Javier Perez is an intern, so that doesn't count. Then you go out and you bring in Bob Bradley and he's your guy, right? Like he's your guy. You went out and, and, and courted him uh like a free agent and signed him. Uh and now that may not be working. Does he get another shot to pick another manager? I don't know, right? Especially when you when you then go to the board and say here's my five year plan and it's going to center around Lorenzo Insigne and Federico Bernardeschi and you're in year your, okay, so let's call it by by that time it's almost a year that both are here. You know, and and the board's looking at this like, okay, when are we going to get there, right? we'll see. I I agree. I do think the board probably gives Bob Bradley the year, but who knows, right? Who knows? So a couple of uh, comments coming in uh, here. Uh, Let's see. Just going to go here. Just give me a second. It's taking a second for some of these to load. So just bear with me for a sec. Um, Yep. Andrew just saying Bob Bradley is going nowhere. Uh, Bob or Andrew, I, I probably agree with you in a sense that, I don't think they sack him yet, but who know? Again, who knows? Um, Daniel just he says got to jump on that. I assume his talk about our midfield. The midfield was in complete shambles from start to finish, and what and what scared me is Osorio Oso didn't uh, look worthy of the captain's role. We'll talk about that in a second. His mentality was toxic and aggressive with teammates, and it fell on him to communicate when he did not. Okay. Um, I, I've seen this. Co- I saw this comment um, from a few people during the game that they were not super happy with Asorio's body language throughout the game. Hard to tell exactly if it was towards necessarily other teammates all the time, because, like, look in a game players are going to get frustrated with each other, right? You know, the ball wasn't hit right, or he wanted you know, he wanted to play it a little more to his right, and it was to his plate was left. Like, that doesn't necessarily mean they're fighting with each other. It's just that, you know, in that particular moment, I think Jonathan Osorio expects a high standard of play from his teammates, right? He's a holdover from a time where, and this is something that, is, I think, bugging me about the team right now. I don't think there's a ton of accountability, right? There was a, accountability when this team was winning games to players who were who were either playing well or not playing well. I don't know if there's a ton of that accountability. It's funny that MLSC just sacked a head coach at the Raptors, and the thing that the president came out and said was, this team lacked accountability. And I feel the same thing is kind of happening at TFC.
1: Oh the Raptors are were, were trash. Anyone who, who looked at that roster and looked at that team and thought they but were. But I see you know, a lot of
0: similarities between the two in the sense that I think the Raptors have a roster that can at least be a playoff team, right? I don't think they should have been. I back I, 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 I think opinion, TFC are this say, is
1: not a, this is not a basketball show, but I do no. not have any confidence in in that, that that roster going into this coming season. And they proved it, in my in my opinion. But but with with that being said, we do know that like, if we're talking about, you know, uh, coaches or management, you know, uh, on the hot string, you would probably look at every single um, coaching staff, management staff within the MLSC organization going into their offseason will be looked at very hard. Right? You've got, a, you know, a, a corporation that has invested a lot of money in their sports organization and expects them to play A, B, playoff teams and, 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 and go multiple rounds in playoffs, right? You make the kind of investments you do, whether it be the Raptors, the Leafs, TFC. You expect a, a return on your investment. And when it comes to our organization, that they're not, there will be questions asked at some point. There has to, right? Because even from a, if 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 we as fans can sit here and see that there's a problem, they have to as a board see that something's not working.
0: For sure. For sure. A couple more comments coming in. uh, Richard uh, just coming in saying he's enjoying watching players like uh, Quahelo and uh, Kobe Franklin uh, more than the regular starters. uh, Bernadeschi is frustrating. I kind of get that, and I'll, I'll come to that in a second. Insignia showed well in the second half, but it's not enough for the team. Uh, the team comes out flack and lacking desire on a consistent basis. I think we talked about that earlier in terms of the way this team starts. Uh, I don't think you have any disagreement from either myself or Sean in that regard. Um, Bernadeschi um, comes out off at half. We don't know why. Um, we they suspected on the broadcast it was due to the the injury that he might have been carrying into this game or the knock that he was carrying into this game. I also think that he wasn't super effective tonight. Now, you can partly put that down the, the way that the team lined up, for sure. But there were also times where I felt that he because he's so left-footed, <coughs> excuse me, because he's so left-footed, he sometimes gets in the way of players trying to trying to play in certain positions, right? And trying to, you know, make the field as big as possible. And look, it's worked a lot of the time, right? Like he's gotten on the left foot, he's scored goals, he's assisted on goals. So it's hard to fault it or hard to find issue with it but I can understand how sometimes that can be frustrating because there are times where you kind of want him to drive towards, you know, the end line and produce something on his right that actually could potentially put us in a, in a great position, but he doesn't, can't, won't, I, you know, I, I, you know, I'm not an expert enough on his right foot to know, but it it feels like that sometimes, you know, some of the time it, it works, and some of the time, it feels like it hamstrings us in attack.
1: I would agree, yes. He needs to He needs to do that more often because it, players know he's got to. If you force him, you know what, like, teams force him to the left and, and w- wait for the double team. And they know how to play him that because he doesn't take advantage. Like, And he the thing is, when he does go down to the line and, and plays a cross in, he's effective he either draws a corner or he actually gets a potential, a good cross in. So I don't know why he doesn't do it more often. Cause I find it's an effective move when he does do that. And it actually forces the defense not to commit because they don't know, is he going right or left? When you were constantly going left, it's easier for them to, to defend you. Right. Because yeah. That need... might,
0: it, sorry. That just might be a product of, again, not having a number nine that you trust to cross the ball. Right. To, right.
1: Um, now the only thing I'll say is he had a bad year. like today he just didn't look his usual self. He was he was off. So I I I you know maybe they just felt, you know what, give him a break because he's been the main go-to guy since Insignia went down. So I I have no you know, he's been effective, he's hustled, he runs up and down the field. Every game that he plays today was a bad game for him. It's that simple. Like again. Who who didn't have a bad game? Like true, yeah. truthfully, there was quite a few guys that probably could have gone, could have and should have been rubbed off and have to be could. Oh
0: right? yeah, there were that. Look, look, I think just about everybody had a bad game in some way. I think the positive for me out of this game was, you know, Richie Larea and sort of the second half performance of Insignia and Jaqueel Marshall ready.
1: See here is the thing: Richie got the second goal, great. I still think it was one of his worst games.
0: Probably you're probably right in in a sense that you know if I'm sort of rewinding things in my head and, and thinking about it, you know, I, I you know,
1: like again, there's like mm-hmm. I, I'm not I will not put blame on one individual. As a team, it was a letdown from a fan yeah. perspective. They did not come prepared. That's a coaching issue. Um, they did, yeah. You made adjustments, but the point is, at halftime, you're already down three nothing. Then you you can see pretty early again in the second half, and that just ends the game. So it really didn't matter what adjustments you had made at that point. For you're down four nothing, the game's over. You don't have enough firepower in your attack. You haven't even had much of an attack in the first half, and you took you took off in Fede. Um, so you're now relying on one focal point of your attack in the second half. The
0: yeah. For sure. Um, JJ just chiming in saying uh, the team doesn't look very unified playing like individuals rather than a team. Not sure if something's going on behind the scenes. The body language of many players throwing their arms up needs to stop. Look, I I, I think I I don't. Again, yes, in some ways, I think there is some individualistic play that comes from, I think, not having a cohesive game plan and, and structure in terms of what you want to do and what your identity is as a team, the the throwing your hands up, look, man, if you're getting your butt kicked like that, yeah, a lot of guys are throwing their hands up in exasperation, right? Like, you know, there were, there, there looked like a lot of frustration out there tonight and rightfully so, right? If you're, if you're completely being dominated and a lot of those, in that, a lot of that domination was self-inflicted, right? Like, Let's be real. TFC shot themselves in the foot a whole whack of times, right? Two own goals, yes, but they came off sloppy defensive play and turnovers from your midfielders in horrible areas to turn the ball over, right? And that's that's you shooting yourself in the foot in a lot of ways, um, and that and you could see that frustration now. Do I think there is frustration in from? whether it be Bernadeschi from Insigne, from other players about how things are going right now. Yes, I think there is. Does that mean the team has tuned out Michael or or Bob Bradley has given up on him? I don't think that's the case, but I do think there could be questions about, you know, the decisions that are being made and, you know, in terms of formations and tactics and how they're, Going about attacking games, you know. Bernardeschi said it a couple of weeks ago, right? Like it, this team does, you know. The way that the team plays has to change in terms of being more on the front foot and trying to be more on the front foot. And as you said earlier, Sean, right? This just this team just does not come out and inspire that type of play. No, right?
1: Not not yet, right? We haven't. We and and not to harp on them we we actually do know like this team when they like even when they have come out slowly once they settle in we know what they can do like we've seen enough that they can attack they can move the ball they can be effective everything that we're all the issues we're complaining about we've seen moments of what we're asking it's just that it's only moment. We're not there. Has not been a consistently consistent start, consistent finish. We're either, you know, we have a lead, we give up a lead. We're fighting for, to because we gave up an early goal. You know, we're clawing back, scoring in the ninety-fourth minute. Like at a certain point, like we've had one game where we finished off a team, one game. Yeah, that, like that. Like at a certain point, like either you're going to learn or you're right. Have People are going to start to tune out the coach if they haven't, if some guys haven't already.
0: For sure. For sure. Um, just a, a couple of things before we wrap up tonight. Um, Cause I think luckily we could keep beating this, this dead horse to, to glue at this point, but I think people get the point. This was not a good night. Um, shout out to the supporters that made it out to Philly this weekend and stood in that rain and watched that um from their team and had to take all the banter from uh the sons of Ben and the Philadelphia fans um to all of you because uh, really and I, and I and personally I'm not even joking I really do think they their own apology um, from the team because that was not like I know they got two goals and it's four two and it looks better than it was it, from that perspective. If you didn't watch the game, you would think, oh, 4-2, okay, they lost, but you know, they scored two and they could have been in it. They were never in this game. Nope. Um, and, and you know, for those people that traveled and, you know, braved those conditions, it was it was it looked ugly, right? It looked really ugly up there in terms of the rain. Um, power to you and, uh, you know, um, safe journeys home. You deserved a lot better than what you got tonight. Um, well, I, uh, think need to, I, to I think we actually
1: do need to blame the weather. We have not really had one decent weather game all year long, even on the road. Like, Nashville wasn't nice, it was cold there that day. It had just finished raining before pregame. Like, it, um, trying to think, like, okay, Atlanta, they were indoors, but DC United, um, cold. We, have we have we have we had like an actual warm weather game? Oh, San Jose, they've had one, one warm weather game all year. They need some weather, maybe maybe some sun will really get them going. I don't know. Yeah, they need like I, I like I, I just let let, let let can we get the weather gods to cooperate for next Saturday? We're playing NYF NYCFC. Um, we need something because like something we haven't touched on tonight, and is the fact that. Like, Maze around the corner. Like, games are going to come hot and heavy. Yeah, and like I said, we touched on this last week. You know, these next three games, you know, starting tonight was very crucial for them, right? So you got you have two two mu- key games that you cannot cannot drop points. You have to like they literally have to get a win at, at least one win and a win and a draw. You cannot look, get another loss in the next two
0: games. Yeah, and it's going to be tough like you're you're taking on an NYCFC team that's playing pretty decently um in New England's top of the east, right? So like you're not, you know, you're not taking on teams that are pushovers, right? New York is fourth in New England's top of the east. So from that perspective, you are you are playing two very tough teams one at home and one on the road. But you need to get some points off them, right? Because After that, I believe, I think after the New England game, no, sorry, it's after the Montreal away game, so that's, I think, the game after that. Um, TFC is basically playing Saturday, Wednesday.
1: Oh, no, 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 no. Don't forget, we have a game that there's, we have next week, or so we have the NYCFC, then we have the following week, um, the first May, what, May 6th? Or whatever that weekend. Then we have May 9th, Canadian Championship game on June oh, yeah, yeah. night. We, we have, have then, then the away game in Montreal. Then the, so it like it's it's it, it's right, It's basically we have the next two games are the only gap that where you have a week between.
0: Yeah, no, I forgot. I forgot the Canadian Championship game was uh, squeezed in there for the night. So yeah, basically after NYCFC, their their Saturday, their Saturday, Wednesday. For the foreseeable future, <laughs> basically, um, so there's gonna be a there's gonna be a lot of squad rotation and players moving in and out um, because there's just a lot of games coming up in the next little bit. And look, part of that is look, you 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 had a bad performance tonight, and you're thinking, oh my god, there's a lot of games Ooh, that that's a chance to slide. It's also an opportunity to kind of make up some games fairly quickly, right? If you can figure some stuff out here. Uh, they they need to do it quickly. Uh, I'm not saying it's going to come easily, but they they really do need to sort of sort this out because you know by the time they go to Montreal on May 13th, they could be conceivably could be near bottom of the East, right? If they if they go on a bad run here, or you know you could be back in a playoff spot. Right with a couple of wins or a win and a draw, right? Like it's it's the 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 coin is still pretty go can go one way or the other, but this is going to be a critical time. And you're right, Sean. Right? Like you you know, if you if you come out of that stretch and play the Red Bull on the seventeenth at at home, and you haven't won, oof, you know,
1: then uh, you would have to have to say Bob's on the hot seat.
0: Oh uh, yeah, I tweeted this earlier. I, I think I need to see a response from this team in the next two, right? Uh, I, I, you know, uh, home to NYCFC and a away to New England, um, right? Like if if you don't see a response from this team and it, it's still like that, uh, 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 especially by the New England game, then you know, I I I, I conceivably can buy a train t- ticket to the Bob Bradley out train. You know, like it, it, you, you definitely can, you can kind of see that because, you know, that will be, you know, if, if say you keep him on until the summer, that's window, what, uh, that will be window one, two, three, that'll be window four, transfer window four for him, right? He's got the, you know, the first winter, last summer, um, this past winter, and then he'll have the this coming summer. So that'll be the fourth transfer window for him. Uh you know, and at that point, do you trust them to make the right call to find the either it's the number nine or a six or you know, there's a lot of different ways they can go with that. Do you trust him to make that decision? I don't know, right?
1: I have no answers, we all
0: yeah, for sure, for sure. Um you Just chime in really funny, who loses their job first, Greg Vanier or Bob Bradley. <laughs> It's possible uh, that they both uh, lose their you, job at the same time because the galaxy are no better right now. Just, um, but there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff happening with the LA Galaxy behind the scenes that have nothing to do with Greg Manny, and frankly, is not putting him in a position to succeed. Um, so that's a whole different story. So who knows? Maybe Greg Vanny does come back. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll just that, go on. Be, we'll, I ra- rather
1: something. rather than trade players, we'll trade coaches. Yeah,
0: exactly. Ah, uh, boy. Oh, man. Um, uh, okay, we'll wrap up the show with this, Chrissy. Uh, just chiming in here. You win some, you lose some, um, but we're not when we're not winning it any though. Uh, when you rebuild, you should see incremental improvement week in, week out, and that's not happening either. The pieces are just aren't fitting like mismatched Lego. I get what you're saying here, Chrissy. I, I do actually think there has been some incremental improvement defensively. I know that didn't show itself tonight, obviously. But I think prior to that, I think we can say that defensively they had been better. And I also, I think we can say that until tonight, and maybe you could say the Atlanta game. I, I'll give you that too. Um, though I, you know, I, again, we kept it close. We had never really been blown out of a match before, like where we just completely looked like there was absolutely no chance that we were going to get really anything out of the game. Um Yeah, uh, and
1: we've never seen the whole back line keeper shit the bed like we did today.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? We've seen moments where, you know, certain guys have made mistakes and we're like, all right, that's okay, especially early on when, you know, Roaster was figuring things out. Um, The loss of hedges is clearly a big deal, right? You know, McNaughton did an admirable job admirable job last week. This week, you know, he struggled, right? He, he was a little out of place. Um, O'Neal, I, I again, second half doesn't really show much, you know, because we only conceded one. Like, some people say, hey, well, we won the second half. But, like I said, it was already over by the time they got that fourth goal. Um, but I will not – I think we've, we've shown drastic improvement if we really want to compare how our backline and keeper looked last year compared to this year?
0: For sure, the question now really is: Can they bounce back from a horror show uh, in Philadelphia uh, next weekend against NYCFC at home? That it remains to be seen. I think we'll wrap it up there. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in tonight to, to tonight's tunnel club. Obviously we want these to be a little happier shows after wins, but uh, you know, we also have, you know, just as you have all done in the comments and we thank you for them. We have to call it like it is. And uh, tonight was not good. It's just not acceptable. Uh, I think, I think that we can all agree on that. Um, We will be back uh, next week with a reaction show on Sunday. Um, It's home games and think We're both going to be there, uh, so from that perspective, we'll have. Nature. I
1: will be there. I don't know, I will not speak for my co host. Who, I, I, when was the last time I saw you at a game, Mike? Oh, you
0: know, when was the last game I was at? I think it was the what game was I last at. I think it was the Charlotte draw, it would have been the Charlotte draw, yeah, okay, yeah, it's been, yeah, it's been a minute. Really one home game since.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm it feels
0: teasing. like a long time, but I've only actually <laughs> it, it, it
1: does. It does um,
0: but yeah, so so we'll be at the game. So uh, we'll have the we'll have the reaction show on Sunday. Uh, and also uh, heads up on uh, just for Toronto Till I Die this coming Monday, where Michael Sting, Jeffrey P. Nesker, and I will uh, continue to to talk about some of the talking points from this game and uh, look ahead to what might be coming down the road for TFC with potentially the transfer window, uh, closing, and a preview of, uh, of NYC FC on Saturday. Uh, but other than that, everybody, take care. On behalf of Sean Levy, uh, thank you for listening, and we'll chat to you again soon. Good night.